You've just accessed Shekinah glory, the place where God dwells among His people. Prepare now to receive the Lord as Pastor Rex Ricks connects you to the power of God through the prophetic revelatory preaching and teaching of the Word of the Kingdom of God. Experience the revelation of Jesus Christ on another level from the place where God dwells among His people. Now, hear the Word of the Lord. The church. Amen. That's what we have been talking about. The church talking about the ecclesia, meaning the individual. Also, uh, the universal church being that believers who are who have accepted Jesus Christ uh, all over the globe, as well as the local church. So when we uh, talk about the ecclesia, we're talking about the individual. Someone say the individual. That's me, the believer as the church. Then, too, we've seen in Scripture that there is a local church. That's the local congregation. Amen. Then we see the universal church. Again, that's believers everywhere. And we said throughout this teaching, and the reason why I am going over this is because learning is repetitious. Will you say that? Learning is repetitious. Now, the more you hear this, guess what? The more inclined you're going to get it, then you're going to act on it. Amen. So um, I like to always re review. I am a teacher, so I, I always go back a little bit, then add new information. But under this teaching, we learned that there are three uh, primary ways or three central ways that we support the church. Number one, with our time, with our talents and with our financial contributions. And that's where we left off on last week talking about our contributions. Uh, we also said uh, relative to the body, if one member suffers, the whole body suffers. This is in 1 Corinthians 12, 26, and we need to understand that. And I wanted to uh, reiterate that again because we have to understand that as a member of Christ's body, someone say Christ's body, it's vital that I use my instrument, being that, that, that I do my part, that I make myself available for and to the body of Christ. Amen. Now, Matthew chapter number six, and let me read, then we'll go back and go over some of the information and add <clears throat> new information. But, and I would that you read along with me, beginning at verse, <clears throat> excuse me, number 25. Uh, let me get it. And let's read out loud with the voice of triumph. Have you greeted your neighbor real, just greet your neighbor real quickly. Say, it's good to see you in the house of the living God. Shekinah glory, the place where the spirit of God dwells. Amen. Say it like you really mean that. Amen. Again, <clears throat> I gave you a little context on last week. And of course, Jesus is preaching what is known as the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, and we've seen in chapter 7 that it's advantageous if we take heed to what he is saying. Uh, Matthew chapter number 6. I'm in chapter number 5. Let me get in chapter number 6. And we will begin reading. I'm using my little help today. Uh, Matthew number 6, beginning at verse <clears throat> 25. Are you ready? Are you ready? All right. Let's read. Therefore, I tell you, stop being worried are anxious, perpetually uneasy, distracted about your life as to what you would eat, what you would drink, or what you would... Wear. 
Okay, hold on a second. Just let me read verse 25 again. And remember last week we talked about the cure. Someone say the cure for anxiety. So that's what we want to continue on today. Say the cure for anxiety. Amen. Therefore, I tell you, stop being worried or anxious, perpetually uneasy, distracted about your life as to what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body as to what you will wear. Is life not more than food and the body more than clothing? Verse 26. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow seed nor reap the harvest nor gather the crops into the barns. And yet your heavenly father keeps feeding them. Are you not worth much more than they? Verse 27. And who of you by worrying, someone say by worrying or being overly anxious, can add one hour to the length of his life? And why are you worried about clothes? See how the lilies and the wildflowers of the field grow? They do not labor, nor do they spend wool to make clothing. Yet I say to you that not even, not even Solomon in all his glory and splendor dressed himself like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive and green today, uh, uh, and tomorrow cut and thrown as fuel into the furnace, will he not much clothe you? Look at someone say, what are you worried about? Oh, you a little faith. <laughs> Verse 31. Therefore, see th this now, this is where we get our text. Therefore, do not be, do not worry or be anxious. Do you see this? He says it again. Perpetually uneasy, distracted, saying, what are we going to eat? Now, anytime God repeats himself in the same uh, passage of scripture, he really wants you to stop and take note of what he's saying. Why? It, then understand this. If you're anxious, you know what it causes? Distraction. And notice on last week, I said I wanted to start here because anytime you're dealing in the area of finances, a lot of people really don't hear you because of the anxieties. That's a little bit lower. And out of those anxieties and distractions, you know what happens? We make assumptions and we say things like it's all about money. Or all they want is your money. All they talk about a church is money, and that's not the case. And those erroneous comments and statements are often made out of an individual's anxieties or lack of information regarding the scripture. And I want to say that because giving is not about money. It's about honor and trust. Giving is about trusting and honoring in the living God. Oh. Giving has nothing to do with money. That's why he ministers various portions to each individual. It's about trust. It's about honor. If you remember in Malachi chapter number one, when the prophet was uh, uh, getting on the priest for not instructing the people properly how to honor God. And he goes on to say, now you give your governor what's due to him. and You give this and what's due to, her, it, to, to him, excuse me, and to them. If I am your master... If I'm really the God of your life, where is my honor? Where is the respect that's due unto me? So it's not about money. It's about trust and verse 32. For the pagan or Gentiles eagerly seek all these things, but do not worry. For your heavenly father knows you have need of them. Can I say this right here? Before you even pray, the Lord already knows the things that you have need of.
before you even pray, before you even ask, he already knows. That's why it's good to be in faith. And, and here go a nugget. This will probably cut your prayer time in half since he already knows. Since I'm in faith, I can, this is pretty much how I pray, Sister Moore. Father, you already know the things that I have need of. Therefore, I receive and then count it done. He already knows. So I'm not doing anything special. Lord, now you know I need. He already knows. So my prayer is, Father, I receive it. I think you already know. Well, Pastor, how do you know? How do you know? Uh, he knows for that specific, specific area. He already knows. Well, I'm afraid he may not. If, I don't, if I'm not specific. Well, Reverend Pastor, Brother Preacher, the scripture says make your request known. I've made it known. He already knows. Father, I receive my mortgage payment. I receive my, see, now I'm being specific. But he already knows. I don't, I don't have to go into this long litany of father now, yada, yada, yada. No, father, I receive it. And most people stress out. And he already knows. That's why he says, oh, ye of little faith. That's why we say, Mark uh, uh, 11 tells us this. Believe that you receive, around verse 24, when you pray. Believe that you receive when you pray. In the original Greek, it means to, you, are, you, you take ownership of it then when you receive. And you start acting like then that what you're believing for has manifested right then. See, that shows faith. And, that, and listen... And it should cause a change in your character, your attitude, your response. So, example, whatever you believe in God for today, when you get up this morning or when you got up this morning and said, Father, I receive, your demeanor changes then. You don't go the rest of the day worry. Why? Because I believed I received at 8.50 this morning. So now everything about me reflects I believe that I received. So the rest of the day, I'm boisterous. I'm happy. I'm excited. Well, it haven't delivered yet. He already knows. I received it. He said, don't worry. What else can I do? Worrying is not going to make it happen any quicker. It's not going to add anything to the situation. So I might as well be happy. Isn't that a good attitude to have? Because worrying, when you say this worrying, being anxious would not change my situation. But if we're going to get to a place where we trust and honor God, we have to remove all anxieties. Why? Because he already knows. Do you have the $600? I'm just, this, is an, this is an example. Just a little bit lower. Just the chords. See, see the, you, you, you on mama's. I'm on A. You on mama's thing. Yeah. Now watch this. Do you have the $600? Just say no. I know you do, but for, the, for this example, say no. Okay, you don't have it, right? You don't have it, right? Now, so you don't have it, so why worry about it? You don't have it. So you're not going to take on that burden. Why? Because I don't have it. And watch this. God already knows that you needed it before you even got ready to tune up and ask for it, right? So since he already knows, Father, I receive it. Now, a couple things can happen. I'm going to rest in faith and knowing that it's already done, or, or, or watch this, I'm going to disregard him and worry. 
which is not going to help the situation. And I'm saying that to say it's best just to give it to God. Watch this. And go ahead about your daily routine. Why? Because being anxious about it is not going to change it. So get out of the bed. Go ahead and go on about your day. Don't let it shut you down. That's a sign that you're anxious. Don't talk about, oh, I just want to go lay down. No, oh, I don't want to go get out here and keep moving because I believe that I receive when I pray. God already knows. As a matter of fact, he said, these are people who are anxious. He said, these are things that people who don't know me do. People who are not in covenant with me, they worry about things like that. The pagans. He's saying, the sinner man worries. But you shouldn't be worried. About what you're going to eat. About what you're going to wear. And, and let's start doing this. Stop worrying about Tuesday. Lord, I thank you for my daily bread. To give us this day our daily bread. See, see, work, see, you be, see, Tuesday, that's a sign you've been anxious. It's just Sunday. Why are you worried about Tuesday? Receive your portion for today. He tried to do the same thing to Israel. When he fed them. You remember the old covenant? Uh, there was a time he said, now, uh, uh, collect so much food per day, eat it, and I'm going to send manna in the morning, X, Y, Z. And on, on certain day, get so much more. But what, or, or don't get this amount, and I'm going to provide. But there were those who got more than what they were supposed to, and the food spoiled. And the point was, the Lord was trying to show them, I am your provision. Listen, I got you. Trust me one day at a time. And it, it, it tickles me. People are stressed out over Friday. Friday's not even here yet. Let's enjoy Monday. Well, Sunday. We'll enjoy Monday tomorrow. Let's, we, let's enjoy today. Why? Because the Lord already knows the thing. And, and I, I want to say this because we have people stressing out. And what it, and what it does, let, let me tell you something. And when you're not in faith... How can I get what's mine and I'm not in faith? Because the just should live by faith. And I submit to you, he's trying to get us not to anxious because if I'm anxious and perpetually distracted, that's a good sign that you're not in faith. And if I'm not in faith, although God loves me, blessings are procured by faith, not by crying, not by begging and pleading. You get blessings by faith. Boy, are you here? Verse 33. Boy, this is so important. And if I were you, I would circle this. But the first, or but first and most importantly, seek, aim, aim at, strive after his kingdom and his righteousness. What do you mean? His way of doing and being right. The attitude and character of God. Did, you, did Jesus appear to be stressful or worried or anxious at any time? We should have the same character, same characteristics as Christ. Are you here? Verse 34. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So I want to thank, I want to trust God, what, one day at a time. Boy, see, we don't like saying it. We, it, it because some people are so overly anxious, we want to go into Friday. Let's enjoy today. Let's thank God for our daily bread, our daily portion today. Are you with me? Now, verse, when we go back up to verse 25, notice he said, take no thought for what you shall. Look at this. 
Stop being worried, anxious, perpetually uneasy, distracted about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, nor about your body as to what you will wear. The common area of, error, excuse me, of that day in Judaism was to regard your material wealth as a sign of one being blessed by, God, blessed by God. So oftentimes in Judaism, people, those who were very prosperous, would, all, you know, would often say, this is God. And although there are biblical principles that when they are applied, the scripture lets us know that God will bless you. He will prosper you. Just because you're prosperous is not necessarily an indicator that the blessing of God is on your life. Because if somebody's out here robbing, cheating, stealing, killing, and have masses of money, I can't say that that's a blessing from the Lord. So just because you have doesn't necessarily mean that the hand of God is on your life. And, and sometimes even in various cultures, people's identity is tied to what they have. You are not identified by what you drive, where you live, what you have. And watch this. Sometimes the anxieties of the acquisition of things will cause people to move outside of what they are able or can afford to do. All for the sake of pleasing them. Now, a little bit lower. This is what I like to do for them. One day, we want to get them. We don't know who them are, but we're going to find them. And we're going to find they. And we're going to get a belt. And we're going to make a line. We're going to make a soul train line. And one at a time, we all going to whack them on their rear end. Because they, them, have messed a lot of people up because so many people are worried about what they are going to say. What will they think? And the Lord said, these are things that people who are not in covenant with me concern themselves about. Now, he's not opposed to things, but things should not have you. Wow. And you, you will be amazed, again, of the acquisition of things people disregard God relative to their time. Oh, I don't have time. Why well, trying to make that money. My, and, and could do various things, but guess what? Because I'm so busy trying to do this, I can't even devote my gifts, my talents. And more importantly, I can't support financially. Why? I'm trying to keep up with the... Uh, that's another one. We can get the Joneses too. We don't know who they are, but we're gonna, they're going to they gonna be in the line with they and them. Okay, write that down. They, them, Joneses. Okay? So when we find they, when we find them, and we find, when we find the Joneses to more, they're getting a good lashing. Okay? Anybody in agreement? Anybody in debt should be like, Pastor, I want to be first. I'm going to be number one. I'm so far in debt, I want them bad. You don't know how bad them Joneses done mess me up. <laughs> let, me, let me say something. Giving, and I said this earlier, it's not, about, it, it, it's not about money. It's about trusting God. Can I show you something in Matthew 24, same chapter? Excuse me, Matthew 6, verse 24. Let's look at this. Look what the scripture says. Are you there? No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon, money, possessions, fame, status, or whatever is valued more than the Lord. Will you read this out loud? Listen, he's talking to believers. 
Listen. Let's read. Notice that word mammon is derived from the Aramaic term for possessions or wealth. He said, you cannot serve the God of wealth, mammon. And that spirit of mammon will keep people away from God. And you've heard me, I've been saying this for years. Every opportunity you have to give, you are confronted with two masters, God and mammon. And whichever one you obey at that time, that's your God. And here the Lord said, you can't, you can't have both. Well, one's going to be the head. You can't serve both. Let me clarify that. You can't serve both because he will bless you with finances. But finances have to be subservient to God. See, that, that, what, that what was the problem with the rich young ruler. I mean, he was obedient in all of these ways, but there was one area. I've kept the commandments. I've honored my mother, father. I've done this. I've done that. And Jesus said, one thing you like, go sell your possessions. And it wasn't about the possessions. He was trying to show the young man that your possessions have you. And you know what the dude, the, <clears throat> the guy did? He dropped his head and walked away sorrowful. The scripture says, for he had great possessions. In actuality, great possessions had him. And just like most people today, their status, because of what they had, they're, so, they're so status driven that, that they would go to great lengths just to say, look at me, look at what I have. And they, them, the Joneses, really don't even care. <laughs> Write this down. This is what he's saying in verse 24. Total loyalty to God cannot be divided between him and loyalty to one's material possessions. Total loyalty to God cannot be divided between him and loyalty to one's material possessions. Hmm. See, God is either going to be Lord of all or Lord not at all. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.